Podcasting from another dimension, deep within the Ghost Shrimp National Forest, sending you secrets from the future directly into your motherfucking mind, y'all. It's the Ghost Shrimp and Friends Podcast, episode 11. That's what I'm talking about. And guys, this is the spiciest episode that we've had so far because we've got our very first podcast beef heating up we've got a rivalry in the making you know what i'm saying and the guest on the pod today is none other than the reigning defending 2017 camp champion you know what i'm saying my man coming straight out of north carolina Let's get into it. All right, here we are, episode 11. We have a very special guest today. We have none other than the 2017 camp champion, Beard Lips, a.k.a. John Mansfield. How's it going, John? Going great. You doing all right, Dan? Oh, yeah. I just sounded really uh, radio disc jockey for a minute there. Got that uh, radio voice. John Mansfield, he's coming right out of North Carolina. Middle of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah, what is it like where you are? It's kind of weird. Like, I live like maybe 10, 15 minutes to like three different national parks. Oh, But my specific house is like, like, it's my driveway and then like a five lane highway. And it's like the only major road through the area. That's intense. So it's like, it's like a weird mix. Of, like, city and being in the middle of nature. Wow, that's cool. So do you hit up the parks a bunch? Yeah, yeah, I try to. Um, um, as much as I can. <sighs> nice, nice. Well, of course, I'm in the middle of nature here, chilling in the camper. And yeah. uh, you probably can't hear it, but it's starting to sprinkle a little bit. So my mic will probably pick it up. It sounds a little bit like static, but it's actually really... Uh, yeah. It's actually raining. It's supposed to start raining, so hopefully it won't get too rowdy. But I think I can weather it. I got I got a juicy old pipe here. I got I got a little juicy cup of old granddad, so we're ready for this old podcast right uh, now. Came prepared. Mm-hmm. Ah. So so this year we met for the first time at Ghost Scout Training Camp. Yep. So what what is it like to arrive at Ghost Scout training camp the first day? So you guys you guys all stay at a hostel in Burlington the night before and then you guys all come here together as a group. We've done that the last I want to say 2 3 years. So what is it like to go to the hostel, get to the hostel, meet everybody and then come here for day 1? It was pretty great uh, meeting up a hostel, kind of get on the same footing. Um, so we're not all, you know, whoever gets there first has a head start. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And we're all kind of all in the dark when we show up to camp, which is pretty great. Yeah, the hostel's pretty awesome. It was my first time staying in one. Yeah, was it chill there? What were the accommodations like? Were you guys all, you guys were all in, in the same room on bunk beds, right? Yep, yep, all of us except for a computer person. She got stuck in the room to store because she showed up late. Oh, no, really? Lerm was alone? <laughs> yeah, well, she, it was her, and then, like, um, she was bunking with, like, the people that, like, run the hostel because they stay there, too. Oh, wow, <laughs> weird. I never thought about that. They live, they stay there, too? Huh. Yeah, That's it was pretty cool. odd, though, because when I got there, they were like, do you want to be in the room with everyone else or in the room next to them? And I was like, I feel like I'd be an asshole if I was like, I don't want to stay with you guys. I'm going next door. <laughs> I picture it like, 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 a like, oh, shit, there's my alarm going off. I picture it like, like, a, like a prison cell where there's all the bunk beds and then you go in and then there's just the exposed toilet. There's like the one open toilet in the middle of the room and like. You walk in and just someone's taking a big old shit. It's definitely cushier than that. <laughs> Can you hear that rain now? Can you hear that? Yeah, kind yeah, of it's, it's pretty intense. It sounds like I'm in the rain. Yeah, just doing it in the middle of the woods. Yeah, well, we'll just roll with it. We'll see how it turns out. We'll see how it sounds. Yeah, my sound effect. All right. So, so then, so you guys are at the hostel, so then the next morning you guys get up and you come to camp. What is that like? Um, that was cool, getting everyone together. I actually, um, was the one, like, in front, so I was the first one to get to the house. And I just, uh, were pulling up and I saw, like, that big decrepit barn that's out front. Right, right, my neighbor's uh, barn. Was, yep, my neighbor's yeah, barn. Yeah, I was like... And I didn't see your house, and I was like, "Is this it?" <laughs> uh, That'd be amazing like, if I lived in that. Yeah. If I lived in that barn, and I just came out, and I just, just like didn't have any teeth anymore. Yeah, that barn's pretty dope. <laughs> it is. It's pretty. It's a pretty cool barn. It's a great scene. You like come up the road, and that's the first thing you really see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, definitely leaves an impact. Definitely Texas Chainsaw Massacre vibes. Oh, for sure. Yeah, and then like the first thing I get, like get out of the car because we like are parked in the road because we're not even sure exactly like where we're supposed to park yet. And as soon as I get out, there's like a snake that just like crawls out from under me and like goes into the bushes. And oh, I was like, shit. Well, it just like sets the tone. Oh shit. That was the snake. That was like that snake. Do you think that snake knew that you were going to win camp? Yeah, it probably blessed me with its uh, serpent powers. Did you think that you were going to win camp when we started talking about that? Like who was going to win? Um, I mean... I wasn't too sure because, like, I don't know. I was definitely like more of like a a quiet person at camp, so yeah. I didn't know how much that like affected, you know, um, who became camp champ, what what criteria it was, because it was just kind of like nebulous. Like, you guys would just like randomly shout out, like, you get ten points for doing this thing, or you lose ten camp champ points for doing that. <laughs> Did they say <laughs> something? Was, Did think, they say something more, about points? <laughs> Yeah, that was more Alex and Kyle. But uh Oh, Alex. Alex he's rowdy. <laughs> Alex is a he's got a rowdy he's a rowdy one. You gotta keep your eye on that one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they were great counselors, though. So. They were really great counselors. Yeah, that was Kyle's first uh stint as a counselor. And that was Alex's second. And uh that was really fun. Those guys really killed it. Yeah, 
Yeah, it was a really good group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dusty yeah, Lupus, they... Dusty Lupus, and my two Derricks. Shout out. That's what's up. But yeah, then we uh, after the snake fiasco, we're all just kind of looking around, and we like saw the stairs, and we went up past your house, and we're like, "Is this it?" And we're still just walking, and then we just see this giant bonfire across the little ravine. Oh right, because we were yeah yeah we were right down at the brook this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah and it was uh, and we're just sitting there, and then uh, we're like, I'm assuming that's it, and then like you were felling trees like left and right, and you like didn't even come over to talk to us for like half an hour. You're just right. like being like mysterious, chopping down trees. Yeah, yeah, that mystery and intrigue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then uh, Dusty Lupus just berated us on our parking job. <laughs> Right, thing. right. Yeah, we got to get people off the road, get everybody up into the driveway. Mm. Yeah, that was pretty funny. But yeah, yeah it was definitely uh, needed the uh, gloves and water as soon as we got there, got right to work. Yep, yep. Yeah, that's how we like to do it. That's how we like to do it. I feel like that's a strong way to start camp is just we're down there cutting down trees, got the bonfire ripping. And people come up and just, yep, put on their gloves, get that water, let's start burning this brush. I feel like it, uh, I feel like it's just like a really fun and epic and, and probably what you'd expect maybe. I don't know, because I always think about that. I'm like, what do people expect to find when they come here? I love to think about that. <laughs> and uh, I feel like that's like definitely not the wildest of possibilities, but I feel like that's a pretty solid uh, scene to walk in on. Yeah, it's definitely definitely a good icebreaker. I wasn't sure if we were all going to meet first and then get to work, but it was just like, nope, just get to work and you'll meet everybody later. Yeah, that'd be really <laughs> funny. It'd be really funny if we all sat down and went around and like said our names in the beginning. Like, <laughs> like you're just like, like... <laughs> some, kind of, some kind of weird summer camp. Say something yeah. about yourself. Why do you want to be part of the cult? Why do you want to join this cult, guys? That's yeah, and awesome. it started raining. That was that was super great, setting up in the rain, all our tents and gear. Yeah, it rained that, right? It rained day one. Yep, another solid introduction to Ghost Scout training camp. Yeah, and I got kind of screwed over just because I have the... Uh, I had my Explorer, so I had all the rooms, so everyone's uh, gear was shoved on top of mine. So I ended up being like the last person to like pick a spot for their tent. <laughs> oh dang! Yeah, 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 yeah. Because your stuff was at the bottom of the heap. Yeah, but luckily I can sleep pretty much anywhere. Yeah, that's a tip. Got up. That's a tip. Don't put your. Don't let people pile all their camping gear on yours when you're headed to Go Scout Training Camp. That's a camp champ tip right there. That's yeah, a, or do, and then you get on everyone's good side. And yep. you can just sleep on a on a rock all all camp. <laughs> Build did, character. did you did you have a rocky spot? Yeah, but I brought like I had like a yoga mat and like two blankets and like two sleeping bags. So like I had a pretty cushy layer between me and the air ground. Yep. 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 And and uh and then uh at camp uh you guys built the cavity. Yeah. <laughs> you guys built. Yeah, yeah. You guys yeah. built Pink the. Cavity. Shout out. 
Yeah, the best fort that's ever been built on Fortnite. You guys built a sick fort. You know, I'm out in the woods every day. I go running up to the sports field about every day and shoot hoops and stuff. And and sometimes I just go and uh, and chill in the cavity for a minute. It's a great fort. Oh, yeah. It's a great fort. Yeah. yeah, I love it. I'm excited to see how well it holds up. It's looking pretty good. It's looking pretty good. They all thin out a bit. Um, yeah. But uh, but yeah, it's looking pretty good. This year was a bunch of solid forts. One of the forts from the year before collapsed. Um, oh man! Yeah, I went up there and saw that it had fallen over. Um, office guy, office guy's fort fell over. I don't know. Yep. So they're all out of the scouts. That team is all kicked out now. If your fort falls <laughs> down, you're all out of the scouts. Okay. You gotta come back and keep it up, or else mm-hmm. you uh, lose your place. That's right. I just love that, like, you can just be going through the woods, and there's like all these decrepit old forts that, like, from years past, that you just like stumble upon in the middle of nowhere. Totally, totally. That's that's how I really picture it. Is like just filling up the forest, and like everywhere, like you're just walking through, and just like you know, you just keep stumbling upon these like these forts of like various repair, like some of them are like super solid. And then some of them are like, you're like, what is that? This is just like a brush pile. Like, I don't know. I love, I love the idea of just a forest full of like just epic forts, you know, like we always used to just build forts as kids in the woods. So it's like some weird dream version of that. You know, it's so cool. I fucking love it. it it's so magical. I love running through the woods and seeing them every day. Yeah, it's pretty dope. Yeah, it was so funny when we were picking our spot because we all thought we were like so far out there. Like, we're like, oh, no one's going to find our fort before we realized we were like right off the trail. Oh, you guys like walked around <laughs> it from like a different, like through the yeah, swampy like, area. Like, yeah, because we like went, went left off the trail and then went out and then we curved around without realizing it. And we're just like, oh, wait, no, that's like literally everyone's going to pass that every day. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. Yeah, I had, me and me and Wolfie had thrown some sticks up there. We were thinking about building a fort there one time. So it's a great spot. I love that spot. And that was the first fort that, I mean, everybody was in it. There was like seven of us. Yeah, no, that uh, was hilarious. That was ridiculous. in that fort. Like I was in the back and Kent was like sitting in my lap and we were like doing this, doing the hors d'oeuvres and the cocktail party yeah. and the spooky story. Our, uh, our pickle forest. Yeah, the pickle forest, the appetizer pickle forest. Keeping it green. Yeah, that was great, man. That was really fun. I feel like that was like, the most I had talked in the group. Oh yeah, so I had like the whole like incantation and like read all y'all's tarot while like in my like robe and like ski mask with like my Mickey Mouse ears on, like full get up. <laughs> yes, yes, I love, <laughs> I love Fortnite, man. I love it. I love everybody gets dressed up in crazy outfits, and everybody spends the night out there. Nobody really gets any sleep either. You can't really get a whole lot of sleep. Although you guys were pretty sacked out when we came to get you in the morning. You guys, I think, were pretty solidly asleep. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty good because we I like wore my cloak out there, which is like super heavy, and then we used that as a blanket. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty dope. Yeah, nice. Yeah, it's too love... funny reading all y'all's the tarot and like seeing everyone's reaction because I was just like making shit up, like whenever you pulled the card. Oh, that was the oh that's right. I forgot <laughs> you did the tarot. That was awesome. I was like, I have no idea what I'm saying, but it sounds right. Yeah, I think that's how you do it. 
Yeah, and then uh, Squatch Matrix didn't want to pull his. Oh my God, that's right. Squatch wouldn't pull his tarot card. He couldn't. He didn't want to test his faith in, in that way. Yeah, I can't blame him. Yeah, I, I feel like I purposely picked all negative tarot cards except for one, which was like positive. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Like they were like Lord of Defeat. <laughs> Just like. That's awesome. That's really funny. Yeah, that was a nice touch. That was definitely a nice touch. So yeah, I like how the, uh, all our stories kind of like ran into each other from the uh, other groups. Yeah, 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 yeah. We started that tradition last year of so you guys are all you guys all build forts. You're broken into three teams of three cadets, and three forts are built. And you go in at dusk and you come out when we get you at, you know, six in the morning, like usual. And uh, we come around that night when you go in, you're in there for a couple hours. And then once it gets dark, uh, all the counselors all come around and you guys put on little cocktail parties for us and tell a spooky, a very, a very spooky story. And then when we go from one fort to another, we tell you guys, we catch you up on where the spooky story's at. And then you guys keep adding on to it. So that's uh, that's evolved as a very, one of my absolute, definitely favorite nights of camp. Yeah, same. It was pretty funny. You guys just happened to put all the vegans in one group. That was really funny. That's really <laughs> funny. Yeah, we just try to balance out the groups with like personality types and and you know in like you know work types and stuff like that. You know, so that so that you know Smart. everybody will kind of do a good job with the you know they'll they'll be you know everybody will be the group will be well balanced. You know, what I'm saying the forts will get built and and people will get along good. And uh, but yeah, that is funny that that you guys all got lumped together. Yeah. Unsuspecting profiling, vegan profiling. Yep. It happens. Unconsciously. That's true. That's true. And, and then I spent the last night in there. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's fort. right. And you went back to spend was that the final night of camp? You went back and spent yeah. it in the fort? And then who else went with yeah. you? It was just me. Oh, just you. Oh, I thought someone else was gonna go out there. No, um, everyone else stayed in uh, Sky Five's tent. Cause oh, that's like, right. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's right. So everybody else was in Sky Five's huge ass yeah. tent. Shout out Sky insane. Five, and then you went and solo jammed it. Wow, that's pretty hardcore, man. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, well, I just figured I'd break down the tent, you know, my tent the day before, so I had to deal with it in the morning. Yeah, and I was yeah. already packed out and ready to go. Yeah. And what was that like spending the night alone in a in a fort in the middle of the woods, a hand built fort in the middle of the wilderness? It was definitely a little spooky. Hey, was it? Was it spooky? Yeah. yeah, well like in the middle of the night you definitely like um I don't know if you remember, but like ours kinda like tapered off to the ground. Yeah. And that's where like my feet would be and I could definitely hear like something like sniffing around down there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff yeah, you hear the animals out there at night. There's the you know, everything's out there. The coyotes are out there. I mean there's bears, there's deer, there's moose, there's, you know, uh, you know, raccoons and porcupines and you know, every everything's out there. Squirrels, Sasquatch, definitely, aliens, definitely. Probably a bunch of fucking Aliens were standing around there masturbating around that fort when you were yeah. sleeping in there. Probably some weird, real weird shit was going on. Yeah, I definitely got probed. Yeah, deep, deep probing. 
deep probing. They're like, this human has come back for another probe. That's what happens at Fortnite. You guys don't be yeah. like, oh man, everybody's like, oh, my butt hurts the next day. Oh, my butt really hurts. Yeah, I definitely slept with my uh, impromptu weapon by the, uh, the front of the fort. Yeah, oh right. On Fortnite, everybody also makes handmade weapons, of course, obviously. Because when you're sleeping in a fort in the woods, you have to have a weapon that you're defending your fort with. Yeah, I had that, uh, that Gandalf stick I got from uh, our hike at uh, Camel Hump. Yeah. Carried all the way over it. I regretted it halfway, but I was just like, it's too late. I got to hold on to this. Yeah, you're committed. You're all in on that. Did you carry it up the steep section of Camel's Hump? Yeah, I just kept having to, like, throw it up the ledge, climb up, throw it up the ledge. Yeah, yeah. Up. That's probably good, though, like, going up the steep stuff, having a, having a little walking stick there. That's probably a pretty good call. Yeah, definitely helped going down. Yeah, right. Yeah, when your knees are all fucking wobbly. You got the gummy worm legs and you're coming down that <laughs> that shit. Yeah, Mount I love Mansfield those. Was ridiculous. Yeah, oh going God. down Mansfield steep. Yeah, I took a bunch of uh, like VR pictures from the hikes. What does that mean? Virtual reality pictures? Yep, so like I can like uh, put them on my headset and like it's like I'm still back up on the top of the mountain. No shit. Oh, you have VR and you took like a 3D pick and then you can look yeah. a, or like a 360 pick and then you can look at it and spin all around and shit. Yeah, I got a bunch from there and a bunch from camp. Damn. Wait, do you have a special VR camera? Um, I just use my phone. Oh wow! But it can go. It goes all like like 360, like all the way around, like globally. Yep, like, basically, it'll have, like, a bunch of, um, you take, like, a bunch of pictures while standing still, and then it'll, like, kind of stitch them all together. Wow, so up and down and side and side and all, everything in between. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty dope. Wow, that's crazy, man. Damn, we live in the future. All right. That's pretty fucking cool. It's like I can go back to camp whenever I want. Yeah. You just put your glasses on in the shower and you're just crying and you're like in the shower yeah. with your VR goggles on and you're just like, oh, we did it, guys. We made it to the top, guys. I love you guys. Yeah. Let's never just be wish apart. I was back at the, wish I was back at the brook. <laughs> yeah. Back at the old brook. Did you wash in the brook? Did you bathe in the brook? Yeah. Yeah, I went a couple times for the, for the experience. Oh, my God. I just did it the other day when it was like... We had a cold day. It start. It's it really hasn't even gotten that cold yet. It's just starting to get a little bit cold this week. Um, but we've had a couple like nights that gotten close to freezing. And I did. Uh, I did a little dip down there the other day when it was uh, the night had been freezing and it was still pretty cold. I feel like it was like about forty, and uh, I was dipping in there. And your body's not bad, but when I was, I I like shampooed up my hair and I put my head under there and I had a I had a I had a brain freeze in like two, oh, two seconds like two seconds like your brain hurts like it's so cold yeah. it's uh it's refreshing yeah in the summertime it's pretty nice I've been in there when it's like pretty fucking warm because mm-hmm. it because it's coming out of the pond and the and the or the the swampy pond now because it's kind of <laughs> shrunk yeah and uh and and so it just kind of sits there in the sun warming up and then it comes down the brook and then uh yeah if it's been warm out it's actually pretty fucking nice yeah it was pretty funny the uh the first time i like uh trekked out there to take a bath 
like halfway submerged, like butt ass naked. Um, and I like look over my shoulder because you can kind of see the road from the the brook. Yeah. And a FedEx truck rolls by, and we just like lock eyes. Oh my god, they <laughs> looked just, at you. Yeah, and I just like want to know what he was thinking was going that on. That is hilarious. I I would think yeah. like yeah, because people will come by there, but it's like it's such a random like it like. You know, there's a hill next to it, and it's back in the woods, and it's it's like it's near the road, but it's like, you know, what hard like, to notice, like a hundred feet away, you know, and you'd have to really just look at this right time. There's 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 a very small window where you could actually see what was happening. It's like really like one second where you'd look and yeah. see something. So it's super funny. Yeah, that's why I thought the timing of that was like ridiculous. That was his intuition. That was, he was like, he was looking for a bag. He was like, I can smell a scrotum around here. Oh my God, there it is. Delivering uh, packages. Deliverance, deliverance style. That's awesome. Yeah, this was a really fun camp, man. I had a really great time this year. This was a really good one. Yeah, it was pretty dope. And I knew it, it was like the the shorter version. Right, but... that's right. It was. It was. Yeah, it was like seventeen, eighteen days in camp, something like that. Yeah, but I mean, I'm kind of glad because I don't know if I could have made it out for a whole month, get that much time off of work and all that. Right, logistically. Well, that's that. That was what I was thinking, you know, because I know there had been a number of people in the past saying they really wanted to come, but they just couldn't, you know. They couldn't do a full, you know, whatever we usually do, 31 days or something like that for the first five years. And, uh, you know, I I always want to do the full camp because to me it's, you know, all about the immersive experience. And truly to me, I think like three months would be like the, <laughs> the ideal time because yeah, I'm, like, I'm like a crazy person. I mean, I think like a year would be, really be best, but like, of course, that's insanity. So uh, a month <laughs> is definitely good. Um, but yeah, uh, but, but I thought that it would be neat because we would really kind of pack it all in and get really focused during that time in a way that, um, you know, we don't necessarily do in the, in the longer format. And also it would open the opportunity up to some people that maybe couldn't swing that time frame. you know? So I did think that there would be some, uh, some good stuff that, that came out of that. I mean, for us, it was just a, the decision, for people that don't know, it's just that we have, uh, you know, my son's six and my daughter is, uh, you know, a little over it. She's, she's about to turn two now, but, uh, you know, it's just so time consuming to have all that stuff going at once. So once, uh, you know, I'm not quite sure what we'll do this, this I've been, I've been trying to kind of think about it. Um, I was even thinking the other day, I'm like, maybe we should go back to the 30 day format, but you know, we might, I think we might do another, uh, shortened format this summer and then return the following summer to the, to the full format. So. Yeah. I mean, it was cool. It was intensive. Like I like doing all the workshops mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and it just seemed like, you know, there was always like something to be working on or focusing yeah, yeah, on. Yeah. Yeah. And this was the first time where we did workshops the whole time. Like usually we, because we have more time we uh have people pitch a project that they want to work on and then they work on that pretty much and and uh you know uh, last the year before you came we i dabbled a little bit with doing a a little background workshop 
and then Kent uh, did, you know, his his one day workshop that he did with you guys um, this camp. But, you know, we did we did pretty much workshops wall to wall this year. And I thought that that was that was pretty cool. That was pretty fun. Yeah, it was cool. I mean, it was cool. That they were also like, you know, optional. So if you did just want to work on your own project, you did have that freedom. Right, right, right. Yeah, I remember you had fun with the background workshop. You did some killer backgrounds for that. Thanks. Yeah, that was that was pretty interesting workshop. Yeah, it was just funny because like every like because it was a uh, like the house is like based off of like our uh, childhood memories or whatever. Right. I feel like every element that I would like talk about, like a story from my childhood, like you all would be like, no, no way. And it's like, oh, right. Cause you had the crazy ones. Yeah. So the assignment, (laughs) so the assignment, it's, it's what I do for my background workshop when I've, when I've gone to Denmark, when I've gone to the, the, the animation workshop, it's the one that I developed for them. Um, or, you know, the one that I developed for going out there and I've taught the last two years there where you basically, um, create a uh, a set of backgrounds and a and a and a world based on your childhood you know where if you grew up in uh one house you're kind of doing like a kind of a, a mashup dream version of that and giving us a lot of information about your childhood and growing up and what it was like and then even enhancing the imagination making it really wild making it like if you were a kid dreaming about your childhood home what would it look like and then also if you grew up in more than one place to like do a mashup and combine it up and and really to use that in, in every assignment that I give to people, it's like a jumping off point anyway. So so you're supposed to really try to push it and, and take it as far as you can. But yeah, yours were like yours were like the time that there was a hurricane and like a fucking like an alligator was swimming in our yard and our pool broke and like the alligator was swimming towards us or some like crazy ass <laughs> shit, right? Yeah, yeah, there's there's a lot of a lot of that. Like there's the 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 flooded house from the hurricane and we had like gators in our yard because we were like right next to a cat canal yeah like there was the the like biplane that like collapsed there like above ground pool and like me and my little brother just like rode it rode the water out of there the like uh the manatees we'd like feed every week or like the octopus that would like i caught on my line or like the other shrapnel pits you guys seem to fan of that. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The shrapnel pit. That's hilarious, <laughs> man. That's so funny. Yeah, my yeah. friend, my friend Perry has a broken glass pit on his property. That's pretty cool. I feel like we need to do a pit. We need to make some pits. <laughs> you need some traps. <laughs> we definitely need some pits. <laughs> we need some kind of fucking pit of something. Bad. I mean, I guess we I have, have the we have the outhouse. The outhouse is definitely a pit. Oh, that'd be like the worst pit. Yeah, if you were in that and it collapsed and it trapped you in there, that would be rough. Yeah. It's pretty juicy. It's pretty, pretty ripe. Even yeah. now, because yeah. I'll run up there and, sh- and stuff, and sometimes I'll go up there and take a shit or whatever. It's pr- still pretty fucking ripe. Like, it is ripe. Yeah. Especially with how rainy it was when we were at camp. Yeah, like no, like, yeah, definitely. Yeah. No, because the ground is wet up there. So that's the thing, is the outhouse can never dry out. It's always it's always filled with groundwater basically, you know, cause that plateau is, uh, is, is fairly wet. And, uh, so yeah, it's just like a, just a shit slurry. It's like a fucking, just a shit soup in there all the time. And, uh, yeah, that's good. I always think like, man, if I drop my iPod down there or something, that would fucking suck. If you drop something down there, that'd pretty much be it. 
Yeah, no, not worth it. It's a deep pit too. It's like a good four feet deep. Like you could fall in there. Like you could get down in there. Or maybe even more. Maybe it's even over my head. It might be over six feet deep. Yeah, I feel like you were saying it was like six. Mm-hmm. Because we're you guys are gonna or we're gonna have to build a a new one up at a uh, sports field. Yeah, well, I think it'd be really ideal to build to move cadet camp up to the sports field, and then we we definitely want to build a composting outhouse anyway because that's much more sustainable. You know, like the you know an outhouse basically fills up eventually, especially you know especially since it's wet. If it was dry, we could pour some lime in there, and you know it kind of eats the shit up, but. A lot of times, eventually, you have to move an outhouse, and uh, yeah, a, a composting outhouse, you don't have to. That's truly the best way to deal with human waste. You know, having a composting outhouse is the smartest way to deal with human waste. It's the most self-contained. It's the most, it's modeled the most on, like, the natural system of, like, an animal going to the bathroom in the woods and it decomposing. You're basically creating a decomposition chamber for the waste, and then, after a year you take it out and it's uh you know it's you could hold it in your hand it's it's soil you know what i'm saying it's yeah, dirt so it's like broken down yeah yeah my buddy has one my buddy with the fucking glass pit he's got he's also got a <laughs> he's also got a composting outhouse it's like double chambered and it's like you know you have chambers underneath and they're like four by four chambers and they're like made with concrete blocks or whatever or stone or whatever. I think his are actually made with some metal roofing or something like that. And there's two chambers and there's two toilet seats and you use one for a year and then you close it, you know, and every time you take a shit or whatever, you're putting, uh, you know, wood chips or some kind of moss or, you know, some kind of biological material in there with it. And then, um, and then after a year, you switch to the next seat, and then you know you use that for the year. And then by the time the other one's been closed up for a year, you can just take it out. And you know if everything's worked right uh, on the microbial tip, um, and you know what you're doing, then it'll all just be turned to dirt. You know, and then you can uh, then you can just you know plant flowers with it or whatever. There's actually this book called the Humanure Handbook which is really dope. And they have a whole system where you're actually growing your crops in the, in the humanure, which is like, you have to be really careful with that. You have to like be measuring the temperature of the pile and everything to make sure that it's really killing all the diseases and that kind of shit. I'm not, I'm not really trying to take it that far, but I just like, (laughs) I'm not ready for that level. That is really dope. Like it's really cool. They're all about that concept of, of the ear, you know, growing food, eating it, shitting, creating manure growing food eating it shitting like it's that's pretty fucking badass um but obviously if you do it wrong you're uh you're pretty fucked you know and especially if there's a bunch of people going to the bathroom in there uh you know you could get all kind of diseases and shit like that so you don't want to do that but yeah i think it'd be really fucking dope i think that's what we're going to try to do is do cadet camp up in the sports field uh this summer because i think that would be it's such a dope spot i mean i go up there every day also and and shoot hoops and it's just it's the highest point on the property The the property keeps getting higher and higher up it's you know goes uphill and there's different plateaus through the woods you know it's 25 acres and uh and up there, it's just, you get the sick sunrise, you get the sick sunset. And, you know, we did so much selective cutting in the woods up there that it's really open and nice. And you've got the kickball field and the basketball field right there. And uh, I just picture all the tents in the, in the, in the kind of selective cut forest there. And then people just hanging out, shooting hoops, 
you know, chewing gum, blowing bubbles with gum, you know, doing just cool shit, saying cool stuff yeah. to each other. I think that would be the spot, man. And, you know, we got the platforms yeah, up there. there. Yeah. And we cleared out a lot of it this year. Get that level out. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Do you think you're going to come back this year? Do you think you, you have any plans to make it back? Um, I want to. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see closer, closer to. But yeah, I would love to come back as a counselor. That would be amazing, man. I think that'd be really fun. And then, of course, you being camp champ got the trophy. And then we started a new tradition this year where the previous camp champs made the trophy. Um, Squatch Matrix and Babysitter's Club. And was it anybody else or just the two of them? Just the two of them. Yeah, just the two of them. So Squatch Matrix, the first ever camp champ, really the man who created camp champs um, by sheer force of will. Uh, and then Celia, who was year three, I think. Um, Squatch would have been year two, and uh, and Celia, aka Babysitters Club, would have been year three, I think. And they made your trophy and signed it, right? Did they both sign yeah. it? That's exclusive. Yeah. That's an exclusive yeah. trophy. So it's now, very- so we started a new tradition where now you make the trophy for this year's Camp Champ. Yeah, I'm pretty pumped. I got, I got some ideas brewing already. Oh, I love it! You've already been thinking about it. Yeah, yeah. I, I think we'll we'll be pleasantly surprised with one I come up with. Oh, I love it! I love it. That is such a good idea. That's my favorite. Truly, my favorite thing about camp is that every year we add some new layer that just makes it doper and deeper and 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 just more like personal and just more like outstanding and amazing. Like. I think that's truly what makes camp so cool is it was just this like wacky idea floating around in my head and then was like an inside joke of me and my friends and then, you know, really developed over the years. But because so many people are involved in it and everybody's contributing ideas, it's like every year there's just new ideas being kicked around and tried out and, uh, and, and it, and it just gets so much doper like each time. It's so cool. Yeah, it's cool that it like keeps evolving yeah. as it goes on. So it's yeah. just, no, like never gets stale. Yeah. Yeah. It's so much fun, man. So one of the one of the reasons that we're doing this pod is that you were you you listen to the podcast. Every week. <laughs> and <laughs> And you heard me and uh, the the episode "Banging with the Boys" with Alex, uh, Dusty Lupus, and uh, my two Derricks. And uh, you know we were just shooting the shit, and somehow we got on the topic. I think Alex brought it up. I think he was talking about a vegan barbecue that he was uh, that he was invited to, and uh, we had gone off and had a conversation about you know, whatever, that kind of shit and some vegan stuff. And, and then, uh, I think the next day you shot me off an email and you were like, yo, you know, listen to the pod, love it. But I got all these thoughts on, on some vegan shit. Cause you know, you are a vegan and, um, and, and, and I wanted to ask you whose comments between Alex and Kyle 
what 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 got you the most riled up? Do you think that they were coming? Was it the level of hate speech? Was the level that they were bringing it? Was that was that hate speech? Were Alex and Kyle hate speeching vegans in that? Because I feel like now that I'm thinking back, I'm thinking they were going they were going in pretty hard. Well, I, I think uh, Dusty Lupus said. Uh, barbecue can't be vegan so that that means i'm going to uh Ooh, challenge him on that oh that's some hate speech right there that yeah. is some hate speech hashtag hate speech when i told him that you were coming on today he said he said hashtag if plants had eyes they would cry too <laughs> yeah i think that's uh what i contacted you about <laughs> Was because you guys got on the whole like um, plants being sentient and you know the evidence for that, which I think is cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I was pointing out that animals eat more plants to make meat that we eat than if we just ate the plants in the first place. So yes. st- I still eat less plants, yes. which I just thought was funny. Yeah. Well, yeah. Most of the corn grown in the world goes to feed cows, right? Mm-hmm. yeah corn and soy like they're literally cutting down the rainforest to grow corn to grow cows like yeah. it's, it's, it's pretty it's, fucking it's insane a, yeah it's it's pretty crazy when you think about it but, yeah. but i don't know because like i generally like when i first went vegan which was like six seven years ago i was like you know one of the ones who just argue with anyone um you get, you would get mad about it you're like a militant yeah. vegan yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. i was for like sure. i was like a i was like a militant renewable energy person for a minute like when i was building my first cabin and off the grid and 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 getting really deep into the renewable the renewable energy shit i would definitely get frustrated with people who weren't like i just thought it was so crazy that people weren't thinking more about it mm mm-hmm. mhm yeah, no, I totally get that. Um, but I've definitely uh, chilled out over the years. I'm more like, uh, if someone brings it up and wants to talk about it, like you guys were, I'm definitely down to, you know, talk about it and debate it, but I'm never just going to be like throw it in people's faces. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think like, I think that's a major problem in our in in our country for sure and in our culture and in, in mainstream reality in general and I think is one of the offshoots of like this internet like thing where people are just like really communicating through like posts, like Facebook posts or like tweets and all this shit where, where people are really more concerned with like, with like, you know, just talking some shit and, and making their point and, 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 and shitting on someone else rather than actually having, trying to like, have a dialogue and find the common ground where you know where 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 you actually agree on some shit and then you could go from there and be cool with each other about it you know what i'm saying like i feel like it's i feel like i feel like the way that people communicate nowadays it's a is a huge part of the problem of miscommunication i feel like people miscommunicate more than they actually communicate these days uh, for sure i mean i feel like a lot of the stuff people say online like you know they would never think to say to like another person they were talking about that same issue with in person they would totally like approach it in a different manner and i think that you know is part of the problem yeah yeah so how did what what are your thoughts on veganism like what what is your thoughts about food and like how did you get involved like how did you how did when did you did you grow up like with vegan parents or vegetarian parents like like i grew up my mom's vegetarian and my dad's like a 
like a steak with butter guy. So I always had both, you know what I'm saying? Like I always grew up with eating tofu and then also eating steak, like, like, you know, both, both sides of that. Yeah. No, my dad, um, and my like, uh, brothers and my mom, all, you know, uh, meat eaters, you know, meat at every meal is like the main point. And, you know, I was always into vegetables too. Like, it's kind of funny. Cause like when I was a teenager, my dad kept thinking I was a vegetarian when I wasn't. <laughs> and then I came back to, and I was like, no, I'm not a vegetarian. I eat meat. And I came back from college and he like gave me a piece of meat. And I'm like, I don't eat meat. And he's like, I can't even keep this straight anymore. <laughs> yeah, totally. No, I remember, I remember I didn't eat meat for a summer. And then I like came back and my dad was like, I don't know what's, what's going on. What are we eating here? Are we eating meat? Are we like, you know, people get really thrown off. If you start to like change shit up, people like really get thrown off by it. It's funny. Yeah. I don't know. I love, I love, um, like getting into baits, not like in like an argumentative kind of way, but like, I'd like to find like where I'm wrong on issues so I can change it if I am wrong or, you know, be more sure in my beliefs if I'm not. Yeah. Uh, and I had some friends who, you know, were vegetarian and vegan. Yeah. And, you know, I was arguing with them. They had me watch this one movie that, like, was a bit more logical. Um, and I couldn't, I didn't have any arguments to back, to come back with. So, like, I went from, you know, the day before eating, you know, ground bison to that night, like, throwing out all my meat and haven't eaten any since. Do you remember what that movie was called? Yeah, it's uh, Earthlings. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's basically just about how, like, you know, we're all everything. Um, how, like, a lot of people become, like, desensitized from that. Oh, yeah, I haven't seen that one. Yeah, it's by, um, by Moby and, uh, Joaquin Phoenix. No shit. Yeah. And it's called yeah. Earthlings. Yeah. Cool, I'm gonna write that down. I love Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah, it's a good one. That's cool. Yeah, but when I, but when I couldn't come up with, like arguments back to what they were saying other than you know it tastes good yeah i was like yes i guess i'm gonna have to change my beliefs yeah. i was kind of pissed but so you grew up just as a straight meat eater and what age were you when this when you had when you were exposed to these ideas um 21 okay yeah 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 i feel like the same i feel like i feel like i was in college when i started to really like understand how fucked up the 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 factory farm system is for meat in this country and you know who knows where it is elsewhere but you know and 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 really starting to think of and and it wasn't until we got here and it wasn't until even the last couple years that i was able to kind of fully kind of process it and catch up to it and really get it into my lifestyle where now we shop at the co-op we eat fully organic pretty much and the meat that we buy we buy a lot of less meat and we buy um, like i'll buy a couple things of meat a week and it's coming from literally the farms in our town like the you know the place we live we're so you know by design uh you know because that was one of the major things that i loved about moving to where we live in northern vermont is that it's literally an agricultural landscape here. It's an agricultural community. We're surrounded by all these farms and we're spoiled with just like, I know the dude who grows the beef that we eat, you know what I'm saying? Like who, who raises those cows and like, you know, um, really eating a lot less meat and then eating 
you know, truly like meat that is coming from animals that are treated humanely in an old fashioned kind of fat, not factory, but old, old fashioned kind of farm setting where I'm driving down the road and seeing the cows that I'm eating and they're out there chilling in the field. They're not packed into a, you know, a giant, you know, fucking pen or whatever they have in those, in those massive industrial slaughterhouses that are, that are, if you start to watch that shit and you start to get into it, it's pretty disturbing. I think the two most disturbing things in our culture are like the factory farm system and then like the prison system, like those two things. And I think they're somehow weirdly connected too. you know, like they're, oh, they're somehow sure. related, <laughs> like, like I, and, and definitely deeply entrenched in the history, you know, of, of just like, uh, you know, of, of, of economics in America, you know, but the, but the fact that the, 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 the prisons, are packed with, you know, African-American youth and, you know, and male, you know, African-American male youth. And then, you know, all the fucking meat that we eat in this country is like literally conflict meat. It's literally comes from these animals that are tortured and pumped full of hormones and antibiotics. And when you really get into that, it's just, it's disgusting, man. It's, it's fucked up. And like, you know, I still eat it from time to time if we're at a cookout, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna not eat the burger because you know of that, but it's definitely always something that I think about now. And whenever I go out and, and, and purchase the meat, I'm, I'm getting it from the co-op now. And that makes a lot more sense. Like it's really nice to, you know, really create a lifestyle that is aligning with the things that you think about in the world. Like, I, I, I think that that's, I think that you have to do that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, you know, part of it's just viewing another living being as a commodity. Yeah. It's kind of the same with the prison system. Like so much of that. Totally. 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 And it's like, you know, to have really cheap labor to build, you know, bullshit for people to buy yeah so it's like you know definitely from the same mentality of just using and taking yeah 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 that's just crazy man that shit is super crazy but it's nice that there is like like what are your thoughts on are you into like uh if if someone had some hunted meat would you be interested in eating that no, I mean, personally, like, I just probably wouldn't eat it ever again just because I don't need to. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't feel a need to. I don't feel a want to. But, yeah. I mean, a lot, of, a lot of times when I get into arguments with people and then, like, they eventually get to the point where, like, well, what about hunter-gatherers? You want, like, tribes to not eat meat? And I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Right. About, no, I know, think that's so funny. I, I think that's so funny when, when, when people people get so hung up and you know i mean we just both acknowledge that we used to do this too so you know it's all relative but when people get so hung up on like like what they believe in they need to try to get you to believe in it they need to convince you that that is the right thing to believe in that to me now seems like such a silly concept you know what i'm saying like i love sharing ideas with people but the days of trying to convince somebody like and like get my ego involved and like, you know, put a chip on my shoulder and, and give someone an attitude about about, um, you know, about their about their lifestyle aligning with my beliefs. You know, that that seems so silly to me now. 
Uh, I had this uh, saying I used to love when I first went vegan. And I was arguing with everybody. It was people would just be like, oh, you can attract more flies with uh, honey than you can vinegar. I just be like, honey's not vegan. It's, neither is walking on eggshells. <laughs> oh, man. Vegan disses. Dude, getting those yeah. vegan disses lined up. Hashtag vegan yeah. disses. Don't step to yeah. that. But yeah, I don't know. I just noticed as I got older that, like, you know, people aren't going to change their mind unless they're, you know, willing to change their mind. Because, I mean, I've had a lot of friends who at first would, you know, argue with me left and right about it. Yeah. But I would leave them alone. A couple of years later, they would come back to talk to me about it more seriously. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. then they would, you know, cut back. One of the things that I've definitely noticed being someone who, at many different points in my life has like deviated radically from the mainstream. And, and mm -hmm. I've noticed that other people get very uncomfortable and they take it personally when you start to deviate from the mainstream. Have you, oh, have you sure. seen this, that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, if, it, if I tell anyone that I'm atheist or that I'm vegan or that I don't drink or do drugs or smoke, like they take it as like a value judgment on yeah. them. Yeah. Like and you're it's criticizing like, give, them. Yeah, it's like, I don't give a fuck what you do. It's just yeah. my choice. Like, I don't care. Yeah. But a lot of people just instantly feel like attacked. Yeah. And I feel like that's probably part of what that is. Yeah. That's probably how Alex and Kyle are feeling right now. They're probably listening to this podcast and they're probably ready. They're probably getting just furious right now at all the open minded uh, at all the yeah. open mindedness that you are talking about right now. The uh the the vegans at the barbecue his friend was trying to go to kind of were dicks, so they didn't tell him. Oh shit. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> right, that's how we were know. talking about it. Yeah, he said that yeah, yeah, that 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 someone invited him. It. Yeah, and didn't say, didn't say. Because he said they didn't say, and he showed up with meat, and then they were all offended. And it's like, well, you kind of have to give people a heads up. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I I literally brought, like, so much food because I, you know, didn't expect to, like, be able to share food with anybody. I didn't, like, I thought I was going to be the only vegan at camp. So, you know, it's not like I expect any of that from anyone else. And so we, what do we have? We had three vegans at camp. Was that right? Yep. Yeah, I was very, very surprised. And it was you. It was who else was uh, it? A computer person and a beef rider. Computer person and beef rider. Oh right, I forgot the beef <laughs> rider was a vegan. That's hilarious. That makes it even funnier that her name was beef rider. I love that we spent like two hours after that, just like putting beef into like everybody's name. <laughs> beef goes into every code name. Beef yeah. is one of the very powerful components of a code name. I think my favorite was a uh, ground man's uh, ground beef. Yeah, ground beef. It works with anything. Beef, shrimp, ghost beef. It works with anything. You can put beef in any code name and it fucking works. Like fucking, like even G.I. Joe code names. Beef eyes, snake beef. You can do it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> beef commander. <laughs> Every oh beef works with everything. Like <laughs> Road beef, beef block, <laughs> it works with anything, dude. I feel like every ghost so from now on is just going to be beef something. <laughs> Storm beef or beef shadow? I mean, give me a break. Oh my God, I love shadow. it. The secret society of beef scouts. That's just an offshoot of it. <laughs> That's going to be a Kent uh, down the street camp. <laughs> 
Oh man, it's so good. Has he moved up yet? Is what now? Is uh has Kent moved up yet? No, no. Kent is I think moving in the springtime because we're about to go into winter time here and uh you know winter time is no joke. Yeah. Here and even though Kent is from Vermont, um he's definitely definitely spoiled with all that uh 25 years of LA weather. So he's going to have to uh he's going to have to get up here in the springtime and and use the spring and summer to acclimate, I think, to be able to survive the the hardcore winter that we have here, get that brown fat. He's got to develop that brown fat. I heard that there's a whole different kind of fat that your body develops in cold climate, and they call it brown fat. So it's yeah, more insulating. The, uh, yeah, it's like the uh, fat you're born with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that right? Yeah, and the, the only way to burn that fat, you can't burn it through exercise, is um, like spicy foods. Really? And like hot weather. Spicy mm. foods and hot weather. Really? Yeah. Damn, dropping knowledge. Yeah. I know a lot of nerdy trivia. I love it. Dr. Beard Lips. Dropping that knowledge. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure a computer person can ask us the uh, mainframe and know even more than I could. Damn. So who so so now that this now that this vegan beef is out there being aired, who are you most furious with? Alex or Kyle? Um Definitely both of them, and oh, they're both shit. to me. Oh, dang. They're both on blast. And guess what? Nah. Neither one of them are camp champions. Yeah, that, that's the secret sauce. So they've been put on nah. blast from the camp champ. Yeah, I think they were fine. I don't know. I just took it as you guys bring it up to as an open invitation that you were actually interested in talking about it, so... Figured I'd throw my two cents in. This is the first podcast rivalry, though. This is heating up. I don't want to... You're you're trying to cool it down already. I'm just trying to build it up. I'm trying to heat it up right now. Yeah. I'm too chill for for the rivalry. (laughs) Oh, shit. Yeah, no. We like to bring the open-mindedness. You know what I'm saying? We like to... My philosophy is that you know, I got a bunch of ideas in my head, but if someone starts talking about something that makes sense to me, I am very psyched and thrilled to update the information in my mind and move forward with it. I love open-mindedness. That's my shit. You know what I'm saying? That's what makes sense to me. Giving me information. Let me update my database. Let me move forward with my with my updated view of reality. You know what I'm saying? Because something that I always talk about is the is the infinite realities that are out there and you know everyone has their own reality, everyone has their own perception and so to start to think that the things that you you know are interested in and are convincing to you at the time to think that that is the truth of the universe and that is the truth that every human should embody. I mean, you know, that's a that that's a little bit presumptuous, I think. I think you got to always be able to step back and just be like, this is my take on things. This is just my experience of stuff so far, but you know, I'm I'm I want to fucking constantly be evolving my points of view. I think that's where you really 
uh have fun as a human being is in the evolution you know what i'm saying in the in the in the growth process that to me has always been the most interesting part of being a human being i think that's fascinating i think other animals don't have the ability to do it as much as we do you know what i'm saying we're always talking about being creative animals in this infinite universe and i think that the open-mindedness has to be a part of it i think the minute that you start to you know say that i have the answer to something and 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 you've decided this is the truth to something that you're closing yourself off to you know uh you know new information that's going to facilitate your growth and you're really kind of stunting your own growth anytime you do that you know what i'm saying yeah no for sure i mean if you're not open to new information and you know learning things it's like what the fuck's even the point like you're just going to stagnate and die definitely mentally dead not unlike who do who are two people that we know that are very close-minded about this stuff uh, i i can't think of anybody because they're kyle, judging me kyle and alex <laughs> kyle and alex put on blast put on blast the camp champ is calling you yeah. out we need a we need a boxing ring camp I one one night, well, because we got the private Facebook group. One night, I was like mad drunk on whiskey, and uh, and and I was like, "What if we, what if we get boxing gloves and everybody at camp boxes each other? What do you guys think about that?" And then I like went to bed, and I woke up the next morning, and everybody was like, "Uh, I don't think that's a good idea." Uh, I think that would be bad. And I was like, oh, guys, I was super drunk. I was not serious about that. Yeah, that, would not, that would not end well at all. Though, so granted, I feel like since our, our camp was shorter, we didn't really get into any drama or anything. So we didn't have any disputes to settle. Yeah. I heard it's the third third week people start kind of losing it. Well, I think right in the yeah, I think right in the middle. I think there's definitely a little bit. I think you guys skipped out on that because like you guys were halfway in, but then you knew there was only a week left. So like there's still you guys hit the you guys hit that like you guys could see the light at the end of the tunnel like right when you hit the halfway point. I think when you're there for the whole month and you hit the two week mark that that third week you start to go wow we've been here for quite a long time and then you go wow we're here for still the same amount of time again on top of this yeah. so it, you know to me that's where the real breakthroughs happen is because you know you do feel a little homesick you do feel a little bit like wow like man wait why are we doing this this is a lot of work like what are we doing here i think that's where the kind of like the grit and the fortitude and the work ethic starts to really pay dividends you start to you go through a period where you're kind of questioning it and then it kind of and then it kind of re-ups all over again and you reinvest in the process and and i i really love that part of it because i love you know you know me it's like i love to talk about the struggle i love the struggle i love the challenge of things so i like camp itself to be a challenge for people and of course it always will be like even you know i mean you guys were definitely challenged when you came here that's that's a built into the system and like, I mean, I'm challenged, you know, I mean, you know, everybody's challenged when they come to camp. I'm also challenged every camp to, you know, step up and, and bring the high morale for, for every day of camp and really run things and really lead it. I mean, that's, that's the whole thing for everybody, you know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that, I think that I, I, I really like the way that 
camp has been put together. You know what I'm saying? I really like it. I think that it works. It's it's I think that it's it's a very unique thing. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if there is another thing out in the world that is combines the the level of challenge built in, the level of step up and kind of like face yourself, challenge yourself, uh, you know, beat yourself during the process and bond with everybody around you and the camaraderie that we build and, uh, you know, combines that with the drawing aspect, with the artistic aspect, uh, uh, and then, and then the, and then all the physical stuff we do, like all the just, you know, cutting down trees, lifting logs, debarking logs, you know, we didn't get to do a ton of building while you guys are here, but the building stuff, I mean, you know, I think that, I think that it's a really unique thing. I think that it's, I fucking love it, man. Yeah, trying to explain it to people is, like, the funniest thing. Like, you know, I'm going to an art camp, and they're like, oh, so you're just going to be drawing all the time? I'm like, yeah, kind of, sort of, except we're also going to be, like, cutting down trees and building forts. <laughs> and they're like, what? Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, I know. People are always like, wait, what's the point of it? Wait, what are they, why are they doing this? Why are you it's, doing this? It's funnier if if they if they know about adventure time and yeah. they're like okay i get it yeah. and then if they yeah. don't they're like what the fuck <laughs> yeah i know it's funny how that one thing that's that's a really funny thing i've noticed that is like because people have heard of that 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 will validate anything else that you're gonna talk about yeah <laughs> that's such a funny <laughs> thing that, that's how they know it's not just a cult yeah 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 well i think the fact that it's been going on so long i think in the beginning definitely Everybody, I think, thought it was a cult. I think that was the fact. Do you think uh, the ghost ghost scout training camps on some kind of like FBI cult watch list? <laughs> we were talking about this on the podcast before, right? I think we brought this up. I hope it is. I hope it is. I yeah. think that would be amazing. I think that would be a great achievement if, like, there is any amount of government attention paying to the shenanigans. There's like a, one of the cadets is, like, an undercover FBI agent <laughs> trying to get yes. us to, like, spill the beans. Oh, man, that would be insane. That would be super amazing. <laughs> I would love that. I would fucking totally love that. Oh, my God, that'd be too ridiculous. That'd you'd have be... to use a... Sounds like you'd have to use a foam breeze to sniff them out. Kind of yeah. Break him. yeah put him in the greenstone protocol we'd immediately <laughs> get we'd immediately get that we'd funnel that we'd funnel the government the government snitch into the greenstone protocol right away and just let greenstone have adam and then he'd be ready to you know turn his whole life around and and be a be an acolyte of greenstone and, yes. and follow the foam breeze terror camp uh daily mantra i like that follow the foam Hashtag follow the foam. <laughs> That's too good. Yeah, man. All right. So what else is going on, man? What else did you want? Uh, did you want to, uh, was there anything else you wanted to cover on this fucking juicy old podcast here? We've got an hour and five minutes in the bag. So we're, we're good. Was there anything you wanted to uh, add to this? I mean, it's been pretty good catching up and putting, uh, Alex and Kyle on blast. Yeah, dude, they are definitely on notice. They are definitely on blast. I want to apologize to all the listeners for the bigoted hate speech that came out of the Ghost Scouts, out of the out of Dusty Lupus 
and my two Derek's who is a church going man, who is a church going man, by the way, uh, you know, they, they really need to just, just take, they really need to. Doesn't the Bible say thou shalt not kill? <laughs> right, right. Thou shalt not kill meat. Okay. Uh, with your teeth, uh, oh, you know, so, um, yeah, we, they, I think they're gonna, I think they're gonna get a little wake up call here. I think they're definitely, uh, gonna have to sit down and, uh, take a deep look into their souls and figure yeah. out where all that hatred, all that vegan, all the anti-vegan hate speech was coming from, from them. Yeah. The battle of ideas. That's right. That's right. So, um, and, and so you, you're now your work, you do primarily, uh, linoleum cuts. Is that right? Yep. Yep. Um, do a lot of block printmaking. Yep. Um, trying to get some equipment to do some etchings and some screen prints. Yep. Yep. Uh, Yeah. But I own my own house and I'm basically trying to like turn the, uh, attic into like a, a print shop. Do you own your own house? Is that right? You own that house? Yep. Oh, yeah. I guess I remember that now. I know a couple people that own their own house. That's pretty fucking... Yeah. Well, I guess I know a lot of yeah. people that own their own house, technically, but... Yeah. That's dope, yeah. man. So so you're going to make a little... You're going to turn it into a whole print shop. Yep, yep. That's the idea. Um, got it for pretty cheap. It just needs a lot of work. So when I'm not, I'm not working on art, I'm working on the house, kind of building it up nice and isn't uh isn't planet nelson in north carolina um not that i've heard of where the hell Uh, is he he's in one of the i swear to god isn't he in one of the carolinas planet uh, nelson go scout planet nelson um i think old cotton's in south carolina old cotton's in south carolina that's right and then uh which is the more uh, which is the more racial carolina is there a more racial carolina south or north that south carolina for south carolina is more racial okay yeah um and then i think we got squatch and uh butterflesh down in atlanta right yeah butterflesh squatch matrix and uh and Kyle was down there for a minute when he was when he first came to camp he was living down in Georgia. Yeah, he was saying that. Yeah, and uh and and they were all down there together hanging out. Yeah, me and Squatch are talking about having a uh, Southern Scout Summit sometime. Oh, I like the sound of that. Yeah. What would you guys cook up at the Southern S- Scout Summit? What would be on the menu? Um, like 10 pounds of cornbread and collards. 10 pounds of cornbread and collards. What else? So you gotta, you gotta get something else going. What, what else? Yeah. What else? Is, that's, that doesn't sound juicy enough. Do some, uh, some butternut mac and cheese. Ooh. Do some, uh, do some, uh, barbecued, uh, seitan. Yeah. Some, some pulled jackfruit. What's jackfruit? That sounds like uh, a guy. That sounds like you're just jerking off a guy. Yeah. Pulling Jack's yeah. fruit. Pulling Jack's fruit. That sounds a little that sounds a yeah. little uh homoerotic. That's all right with me. Uh yeah, it's pretty sweet. Yeah. Pretty sweet. Yeah. Sweet meat. Um yeah, it's like this tropical fruit, but uh if you if you shred it kinda like pulls apart oh, wow. pretty easily and just kinda takes on whatever flavor you season it with. Hmm. So it's good for like pulled porks and that kind of thing. Mm. 
Now, are there any meats that you miss? Are there? Do you miss bacon when people are cooking up bacon? Um, yes and no. Like bacon, like the flavor is like super easy to replace because it's basically just like fat, maple syrup, and liquid smoke. Mm. But the texture is hella weird because it's got like the chewy parts and the crispy parts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So usually when I make it, it's either one or the other. Yeah. But uh, depending on what it's going in, um, you can make some pretty good substitutes. Yeah. But yeah, stuff like that. I do have fun because I cook a lot um, trying to like take things that you wouldn't think could be vegan and like yeah. make them vegan. Yeah. And you, yeah, work, like and you work at the co-op. You work at a food co-op. Yep. Yep. And so what are some of what lay us, sell us on some great vegan delicacies. Tell us about... Take us behind the curtain on some delicious vegan delights. Um, let's see. Um, my favorite is a uh, Satan. Mm-hmm. Because I'm a Satan, I'm a... and that's uh, that's the Lord uh, Satan that lives in hell. Yeah, yeah. Basically, <laughs> it's a uh, it's a wheat meat. You make it from the uh, the protein. From flour, you separate that out. So it's pronounced, they, they say it's Satan, is that right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's the, uh, if you want so to be a correct. So Sa- a Satan worshiper is not the same as a Satan worshiper. Those are two different things. Basically. Okay. But you're both. Yep. I have them both covered. <laughs> yes. Yes. You and uh, Mamageddon. Yep. Because I think Mamageddon was vegan slash vegetarian and may or may not still be that's dope yeah and also is a fan of satan so you know that's maybe there's some overlap there yeah yeah some similar uh some similar circles there i don't think i've ever eaten a lot of satan i think i've had some but it always i feel like it always has a kind of like a chalky flavor to it I mean, it can like it's it's like so different depending on you know who makes it, yeah, um, how it how it can come out, yeah. Um, but if it's done right, um, it's it's pretty good. It's more of like a a chewy texture, kind of yeah. absorbs whatever flavor you soak it in, right? And then not, also, it like not, not unlike tofu, yeah, and it, it sears up pretty well, so it gets like a nice uh, crust on it, like you would expect from like a like a more meaty. Yeah, thing. it's pretty firm. It's pretty firm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I'll have to make it next time we come up for uh, the community dinner. Yeah, we had great. You guys killed it with the vegan options for community dinner at camp. Those were delicious. Yeah, I was glad we had it uh, all covered. I will say that, like, you can't be sloppy with vegan cooking. Like, if you're coming with the vegan and the, uh, you know, styles. You can't come up with some sloppy shit, but people that cook like regular meat and shit, you'll get some sloppy ass cooking. Like you'll have some bad shit, but like whenever you have the vegan shit, it's on point and it's always fucking ultra delicious. Yeah, well, because like they know if it's off by a little bit, they'll just blame it on it being vegan and not right. that you suck at cooking. Right, I know you're always. <laughs> it's like every meal you're trying to you're trying to uh, prove that like yo no this is this shit's real. Check this out. Check this out. Yeah, no, for sure. But yeah, I'm glad there was vegans in both groups, so we were we were pretty covered on that. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I wonder if that was the record. Three vegans in camp this year. This year broke a lot of records. We had seven girls and two boys. So that's a new one. And then we had, I think the year before we had more internationals. Because I think, what do we have? Three internationals this year? We had um, Baby Tamale, uh, Space Magic. And then uh, Christmas sports, morning. Sports magic. Then, did you say uh, space? Did you say space magic or sports? Uh, magic? I think that's, we just wanted to watch Space Jam. <laughs> we wouldn't let us. But uh, and then uh, Ashley Blade. So we have four. Okay, four. Okay, yeah, maybe that was a tie. That sounds like maybe it was a tie. We had a we had a very this 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 year was a that was a was a very honorable year. Yeah, it seemed pretty legit. Like uh. Especially compared to the stories from previous years, it seemed more uh, official. <laughs> yeah, well, the last couple of years have definitely been, uh, I think, on par with the the level of professionalism and organization of this year. But I think the the main difference in this year was because we had the shortened format. Like we were so dialed in. Like we were trying to fit in a month's worth of stuff, like the hikes and. And just everything being so on point. We were trying to, we have so much stuff that we love about camp that trying to fit that into the, to the, you know, to the, to the, to the shortened format, we're just trying to be so on point with it. Yeah. I mean, it was funny when you had to like start scheduling in like fun activities you're like four o'clock we're playing kickball be there <laughs> right <laughs> so yeah, we, don't, totally. we didn't have time to like fuck around yeah but. yeah 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 usually you have a lot of days where we're just like you know they're just regular days you know where you're just like all right we're building and then we're drawn and then we're chilling you know it's like we're not trying to pack in a bunch of stuff and then you know i don't know it's just more spaced out and you've got more kind of downtime people are having more slower days and and this and that kind of just mixed in and sprinkled throughout the month um but yeah with the with the condensed format you're definitely trying to get in so much good stuff um that it uh that it that it, it it's like a greatest hits it was kind of is it kind of feel has that feel to it yeah that's funny that's yeah, funny I mean, though. It'll be it'll be interesting to see. It'll be interesting to see when one of one of you guys who did the shortened format comes to be a counselor for the for the long format to kind of kind of see the difference in the vibes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that'd be funny because it'd still be like a, a still a newer experience. Yeah, so yeah. it'd be our first time dealing with the like three week breakdown. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I think always coming back as a counselor and stuff is always such a different experience. I think coming back knowing what camp is and then being on the on the backside, on the inside where, you know, we're 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 having our counselor meetings and we're we're figuring everything out and we're we're talking it out and 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 figuring what makes sense, uh, you know, and just all the little all the little daily calculations that we do. It's uh it's it's that's really fun. I think that's really where you realize the full scope of what being a ghost scout is. I, I think that you, you have one experience when a when you're a cadet. And then when you come back, whether you're a counselor or whether you just come back, you know, and just visit, uh, during camp as a, as a, as a scout, you know, I think then you really start to get the full scope of what it is to be a ghost scout, you know? Yeah. Cause you're not even really a, a ghost scout until like the last like two days of camp. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
dope, dope. All right, man. Well, this was an awesome pod. Um, so where can people find you? Um, I have a website. It's um, crognak.com. It's a C-R-O-G-N-A-K. And you can also find me on Instagram, where I post most of my stuff. Also at uh, Crognack as the handle. So, nice. So check out Crognack for the fresh, freshly served uh, linoleum cuts, right? Yeah, fresh off the press. My, fresh my super tiny, off the super tiny mini press. That's right. You brought the mini press to yeah. camp at the. I'm glad uh, we were able to bust it out. Yeah, you busted it out, and everybody was making prints. Wolfie has some prints that he made with you guys. That was super cool, super fun. Yeah, that was that was pretty awesome. Awesome. Yeah, definitely all the way down to the wire. That was definitely, uh, you know. People were saying, yo, this guy's got to win camp, man. He's busting out the fucking mini press. Like, you know, it really comes down to it. Like, there's a lot of robust discussion throughout the, throughout the camp about who, you know, is, is, is kind of embodying Ghost Scouts the most and, 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 and capturing that camp vibe, you know what I'm saying? And, and, uh, and, and enhancing this experience for people. And, uh, you know, it really comes down to, the wire it can be stolen on the last day and i think that there were some different people being talked about and 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 uh you know you you breaking out the press and 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 doing that and uh you know i i think i think that was you know one of the things that really solidified your your case for for 2017 camp, oh, snap. camp. yeah yeah it's a lot to live up to it's fun, man. It's fun. We're going to have to go through it. We're going to have to get a little camp champ series on and get the other camp champs on this bitch. We got to get, we got to go through and get all the camp champs on this podcast yeah. next. I'm like an all-star. Yeah. All go, 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 go reverse. We'll start with the newest and work backwards. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That'd be dope. Sweet, man. All right. Well, we'll click off and then, uh, and then you and me will wrap it up here. All right. Sounds good. All Thanks right. for having me. Yeah, man. Ooh, the heat is on. You know what I'm saying? I know that Dusty Lupus and my two Derricks are sweating it out right now from this spicy edition of the podcast. You know what I'm saying? Go drink some milk, boys. Go drink some of that non-vegan milk. You know what I'm saying? Because you just got, you just bit off a little more of this spicy vegan beef jerky than you can handle right now, guys. You are heating up. You know what I'm saying? Uh, this was a fucking real fun podcast to do. Shout out to everybody that's been reviewing the podcast on iTunes. You know what I'm saying? I love uh, my man Old Cotton's review, creating the very first drinking game to go along with the Ghost Shrimp and Friends podcast. Every time you say, every time I say, you know what I'm saying, then you drink. You know what I'm saying? Leave it up to Old Cotton to create the very first Go Shrimp and Friends podcast drinking game. He's an innovator. You know what I'm saying? He is an alcohol innovator. Um, let's see. Shout out to everybody ordering posters. You know what I'm saying? Check out the draw tiers on the website. Just threw up another fresh one. You know what I'm saying? Serving up that hot lunch for all those hungry peeps out there you know what i'm saying you got a hundred dollars burning a hole in 
your condoms, you know what I'm saying? Drop it off with me. I'll take care of it. I'll send you a little draw-teria, you know what I'm saying? Original artwork. Posted up some other old illustration original artwork this week. Stay tuned for more, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to be posting up some original artwork on the regs for sale, so stay tuned to the social media guys send in your questions you know what i'm saying we definitely got another question and answer pod coming up and until then set those goals you know what i'm saying get out there keep an open mind you know what i'm saying and no matter what people are bringing to you you bring high morale and positivity and productivity back to them always attack the whack you know what I'm saying? Always push it back, but always do it in a way that is going to put you in the best situation to succeed in your life. You know what I'm saying? That's the name of the game. So go out there, do your thing, and I will talk to you next week on episode 12 of the Ghost Shrimp and Fries podcast, y'all. Peace.